Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 34. I would like to read the third stanza. The weak and thirsty are refreshed. Again, each empty cup is filled. The tender Christ is here to bless, and all the storms of earth are stilled. Hymn number 34. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And you do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. Our theme for tonight is, allow no sense of lack. Our source is inexhaustible. 
And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. The Bible, Psalm. Bless is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hey guy, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. Second Kings. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And he said, Go. Borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few, and when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Matthew And Jesus went forth, and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place. And the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed 
and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they all, and they did all eat and were filled and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Look, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Consider the lilies how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Second Corinthians. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. Philippians. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Unimproved opportunities will rebuke us when we attempt to claim the benefits of an experience we have not made our own, try to reap the harvest we have not sown, and wish to enter unlawfully into the labors of others. Truth often remains unsought until we seek this remedy for human woe because we suffer severely from error. Take away matter, a mortal mind could not cognize its own so-called substance, and this so-called mind would have no identity. Nothing would remain to be seen or felt. In the scientific relation of God to man, we find that whatever blesses one blesses all, as Jesus showed with the loaves and the fishes, spirit, not matter, being the source of supply. In divine science, man is sustained by God, the divine principle of being. The earth, at God's command, brings forth food for man's use. Knowing this, Jesus once said, Take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, 
presuming not on the prerogative of his creator, but recognizing God, the father and mother of all, as able to feed and clothe man as he doth the lilies. Spirit is the only substance and consciousness recognized by divine science. The material senses <clears throat> oppose this, but there are no material senses for matter has no mind. In spirit, there is no matter, even as in truth there is no error, and in good no evil. It is a false supposition, the notion that there is real substance matter, the opposite of spirit. Spirit God is infinite all. Spirit can have no opposite. That matter is substantial or has life and sensation is one of the false beliefs of mortals and exists only in the supposititious mortal consciousness. Hence, as we approach spirit and truth, we lose the consciousness of matter. The admission that there can be material substance requires another admission, namely, that spirit is not infinite and that matter is self-creative, self-existent, and eternal. From this, it would follow that there are two external causes warring forever with each other, and yet we say that spirit is supreme in all presence. Jesus required neither cycles of time nor thought in order to mature fitness for perfection and its possibilities. He said that, the kingdom of heaven is here and is included in mind that while ye say there are yet four months and then cometh the harvest, I say look up, not down, for your fields are already white for the harvest and gather the harvest by mental, not material processes. The laborers are few in this vineyard of mind sowing and reaping, but let them apply to the waiting grain the curving circle of mind's eternal circle and bind it with bands of soul. Not materially, but spiritually, we know him as divine mind, as life, truth, and love. We shall obey and adore in proportion as we apprehend the divine nature and love him understandingly, warring no more over the corporeality, but rejoicing in the affluence of our God. Religion will then be of the heart and not of the head. Mankind will no longer be tyrannical and proscriptive from lack of love, straining out gnats and swallowing camels. To seek or employ other means than those the master used in demonstrating life scientifically is to lose the priceless knowledge of his principle and practice. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Gain a pure Christianity, for that is requisite for healing the sick then you will need no other aid and will have full faith in his prophecy. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd, 
but the word must abide in us if we would obtain that promise. We cannot depart from his holy example. We cannot leave Christ for the schools which crucify him and yet follow him in healing. Fidelity to his precepts and practice is the only passport to his power and the pathway of goodness and greatness runs through the modes and methods of God. Saul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in Saul. His is an individual kingdom, his diadem a crown of crowns. Reflect this life and with it cometh the full power of being. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. Infinite mind creates and governs all, from the mental molecule to infinity. This divine principle of all expresses science and art throughout his creation, and the immortality of man and the universe. Creation is ever appearing and must ever continue to appear from the nature of its inexhaustible source. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the, the next hymn? Hymn number 224. O oh Lord, I would delight in thee, and on thy care depend. To thee in every trouble flee, my best, my ever friend. When all material streams are dried, thy fullness is the same. May I with this be satisfied, and glory in thy name. Hymn 224.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for November 10th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church. Much of it is from our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we are most certainly grateful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage uh, you to browse through our websites. All of it is free of charge. And we have so much in the way of healing and inspiring material to share with you and everyone for your reading, your study, and listening. And I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's an article entitled, The Creeping Things, by Martha Wilcox. And if you have ever felt that something has been creeping into your experience, I highly recommend that you read this article. It's very helpful. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here with our roundtable discussion at 10 o'clock in the morning. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, which means a student can attend by, sun by telephone. And indeed, many students do call up on telephone and attend our Sunday school. Your child also is welcome to join our Sunday school. Regardless of where you live, call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I would also like to say that our full-text lesson sermon booklet for the month of December has been published, printed, and I heard from our mailing committee that it went in the mail today. For so, so for those of you who subscribe, give it a few more days and it'll be arriving at your mailbox. And I'm also very happy to announce that there's something very special that is going to be happening here in our church on November 25th, which is Thanksgiving Day. And that is our annual Thanksgiving morning service. Think of it. There is a formal holiday set aside in which we can acknowledge that God has indeed blessed us. Indeed, he has. And we have a day set aside specifically for acknowledging and recognizing his blessings and being thankful to him for them. And in that light, we are offering our Thanksgiving morning church service here in our church. It'll be uh, available to all of you through the usual means, like through our website, through the teleconference, through our YouTube channel. So Thanksgiving morning, starting at 11 a.m., make sure you set some time aside that day 
regardless of how busy the holiday may get, let's take time to thank God together for his blessings. It will definitely be a healing time together. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for those of you who give a testimony tonight, we ask that you kindly keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who run the teleconference, uh, when you're ready to give your testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Someone's calling from area code 317-519. Can you please announce yourself and then go ahead with your testimony? Yes, Rebecca from Indianapolis. Um, I got some notes, so I'm going to go quick to try and keep it under four minutes. Um, very, very much love finding new people. Um, the Plainfield Independent, I've listened for a couple of years now, and I really understand why you're independent, and I appreciate it so much. I found, found you on the YouTube. Um, very grateful to find you. Um, the lessons, I love the way you put the lessons together, and... I drive like 35 minutes to work each day, and I listen to the roundtables, and I work with animals. I do dog grooming, so they do come in with problems, a lot of them, uh, and I work with what I, I listen to on the roundtable, and one dog that came in, the lady said that after I started grooming her dog, she was healed. She had cherry eye in both eyes, and normally that has to be sensibly removed. And I worked with the truths that I listened to, and it was healed. Another dog that had the belief of cancer, pretty bad on the, the eye and head, I kept working with it every time it came in to be groomed, and it came in one day, and it was completely healed. The eye, everything, was it was perfect. Um, I asked the owner when he came to pick up the dog what it, you know, he said, no, they were actually going to put the dog down, and the next day when they got up, it was fine. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for these healings. Um, I, I practice what they, you tell us about. 
I am Christian Science. All that it says, every, I repeat this to myself, I'm everything that it says that I am, and I can do all things. Um, one time, I was having a really hard day. Things were kept coming at me, bad thoughts and stuff, and it really had me down. And all of a sudden, I remembered the article on Death Overcome. And it's like when my eyes lit up, I'm like, aha, I know what this is. And I snapped out of that. <laughs> so I'm very grateful. Um, about three months ago, we had some severe weather coming here, and they were talking about golf size hail, damaging winds. And my husband, I was already in bed at the night, and he came in, and he, he was really worried. He said, it's only 10 minutes away. It's you know, only five. And I thought, why did he get so upset about and he was worried about our cars being damaged. So I got to work and praying, and I thought, well, who created the earth? Who created everything? God did, and he didn't make anything damaging. And I went on to sleep that night, and the next morning when I got up, I asked my husband, I said, so what happened? He said, nothing. And I was very grateful for this, and I went to work. I asked people, you know, around their weather, and they did have bad weather hit, but around our home, we did not. Um, I remember where there's on the talk, it said, you are your experience, and I hold to that a lot and keep myself in check. Um, my husband finally got a car that he really loved, a classic car, and it was in Michigan. They went to pick it up, and they trailered it back. And one of the straps on the trailer broke on the car, and the car started bouncing on the trailer on the highway, bouncing around. It was getting damaged. He was really upset. Um, they took it to a garage to try and see what they could do. I went in, and I got on my phone and went to YouTube and pulled up where it, on the articles of Be Not Afraid. And I really read each one, and really, by the end of it, I knew everything was all right. And my husband came in that night, and they were able to fix the car completely. I mean, we're talking about metal on metal, and they were able to fix it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about um, an article, The Greatest Thing in the World, or the booklet. And I knew I had read that before. And I thought, well, i got to try and find that. And it wasn't within 15 minutes. I was in the kitchen. I opened up a drawer that I never opened up. And... My mother's picture was in there, and underneath it was this the little leather-bound book. And we had it from, it was an 1891 little leather-bound book, and it was the greatest thing in the world. So that was a great surprise and healing. Um, I, I, I remember one time you talked about always put, like, DL for dearly loved or unlimited, that were unlimited. So every time I write my name, I always put D-L and U-L for Dearly Loved and Unlimited. Um, in the mornings before I even get out of bed, I pull up the article on day. And I listen to that before I do anything to start my day, like they say. Um, and the thing, a thought that came to me when we're talking about when you're working for healing, of not just for ourselves individually, but we work to know for it's true for everyone. And that really, I really like that because that feels more natural, that we're not just working for ourselves, but for everyone, that something's not true and what is true for about us. Um, I always worked with God knows the very number of hairs on your head. And I thought about it, I thought, wait a minute, right at this moment, he knows 
the very number of hairs on every single person on the earth at this moment. And who else can do that but God? And I thought about eye colors or anything. So it's just, I'm really, I really appreciate you guys so much. Um, your family to me, you get me through the week. I don't know where I'd be without us, and I'm so grateful to all of you. And thank you very much. And have a good evening. And thank you as well. Kelly from California, go ahead. Hi, I too would like to say we'd like to thank this church um, for a lot of the changes that I've been going through. I found I also found Plainfield through a YouTube video, and ever since my priorities have been changing, like internal priorities and outside priorities. Like it's Wednesday night, go to church. It's Sunday morning. Go to church. And the the website has helped me so much. Um, I love being involved with the practitioner, the website, the Unity Watches, my independent watch. They've all been an anchor for me. And lately I've been working with Herbert Eustace's uh, America is Man's Oneness with God. And so during my watch, it's helped me see that in America... The commander-in-chief seat belongs to God. And all the seats in Congress, Senate, and House, they all belong to God. All the governor's seats in every state across America belong to God. Every mayor's seat in every town across America, big or small town, they all belong to God. Every mayor's every seat of the mayor belongs to God. And every city council member's seat in every town across America belongs to God. And every school board member in every town across America is sitting in God's seat. And all those seats belong to God. And I have the re- I'm seeing that I have the responsibility as an American Christian to make sure our elections maintain integrity and that I carry out my responsibility to do my own research to find the candidates that understand that they are sitting in God's seat. And if these seats belong to God and God is love, then each of these seats was built to express love. And if, yeah, so they were all built to express God. So thank you. uh, Thank you, Florence, for the reading tonight. I love all the readers at this church. (laughs) I listen to them at night also, and and the music playlist too. And I'd like to uh, thank I think it's Jeremy who plays the opening music. It always reminds me of people walking into church from all over the neighborhood. (laughs) I love hearing the opening. And thank you for all the testimonies that are spoken here every Wednesday night. They are a big part of my security, my family's security, my city's security, my state's security, and my country's security. So thank you for your constant prayer and unswerving commitment. I love this church's expression of Christianity. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Ron Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead. Thank you. Several weeks ago, Linda and I journeyed several states away to pick up our teenage grandson for the purpose of spending a week with him at our home. 
He was having some worldly challenges, and it was thought that some time away from his home spent with us would be helpful. We had spent a great deal of time with him during his childhood, and he was familiar with Christian science, although he had not experienced much of it during the past few years. After picking him up and upon our return home, my driver's side rear tire blew on a heavily trafficked interstate. At first, I was not aware that it was my tire as the car did not swerve out of control. The loud noise of the shredding tire made me realize it was my car, and I began looking for a place to pull over. The shoulder was too narrow to stop the car for about a half a mile. Finally, a small place opened up and I pulled off the interstate and parked the car just up a little from a truck that was already there. There we sat, two dogs and a teenager in the back seat and Linda and myself in the front. I felt calm and trusting despite the predicament we found ourselves in. Getting out, I assessed the rear tire, which was totally shredded and smoking. Now, I was not doing specific metaphysical work at that time, but generally during trips, we are affirming God's allness, that God is a very present help in trouble. And it does seem that such prayers like putting money in the bank, it's there when needed, and there was an obvious need at this time. Just then, my new neighbor, a big, rugged-looking guy, left his truck Came toward, came toward us and, and in a loud voice said, looks like you could use some help. Turns out he had run out of gas and was waiting on a tow truck to bring him some. Well, I never would have described an angel in the form I now found standing before me, but judging by what took place over the next 30 minutes, I do now. After getting the jack out and set, and set up, I realized the car was too low to the ground to place it underneath. My new friend turned his back to the car, grabbed just above the wheel, and lifted the backside of the Prius so I could get the jack in place. Once off the ground, I put the spare on it, at which point I hear his voice say, there's no air in this tire, and then, wait a minute, I think I have a solution. Going to his truck, he returns with a contraption that turns out to be an electric air pump. Once hooked up to his battery, he attached it to the tire and began putting air in. Only problem, the tire was not filling up. He then looks at me and exclaims, take the tire off. By this time, I'm fully trusting what this angel is telling me. I take the tire off. I then see him banging the tire up and down on the ground, pushing the sides into the rim until he saw it taking air. I put the tire back on the car, and it finally looked roadworthy. My friend then offered advice on a safe travel speed, assuring us we would be okay to make it back home. When I offered him a monetary gift, he said none was necessary. He then gave me the pump and said to pass the help on to someone else in need. That would be payment enough for him. As we continued the journey home, our gratitude for this healing experience was beyond words. By human standards, the odds for such a chain of events to happen would be pretty high. By spiritual standards, what appears to be extraordinary becomes the ordinary. What cannot God do? Such an experience on a busy highway far from home, although challenging, proved to be a blessing for all of us. 
to experience each snake-like mesmerizing challenge being gracefully answered was for me an example of how important it is to have the spiritual savings account on hand. For at the time it was happening, it was like watching some surreal movie in which I barely played a part. In an article entitled, entitled All the Way by Milton Simon, he shares a story in which a couple is walking some distance towards a town. They are offered a ride by a passing vehicle, the driver telling them he could take them halfway since he was not going into that town. As they traveled, the wife had an angel message that love never takes anyone halfway. Love takes us all the way. She immediately thought, thank you, Father, that's all I need. She continued to ponder this spiritual fact when the driver, having reached the halfway point, called out, this is halfway, but I have time to take you all the way, and we'd be glad to do so. And so it was with our trip. Blessing being not that we made it home safely, but that this enduring spiritual truth became so light clear. And it did not stop there. We had a wonderful week with our grandson, reconnecting and reestablishing a firm foundation upon which to go forward in the future. Much gratitude to the Plainfield Church, who so often, through their numerous offerings, motivates me to keep this practice going, and to Mary Baker Eddy for making this practice available in the first place. Thank you. Thank you. Luann. Luann from New York. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to God and Mary Baker Eddy for Christian Science. I'm grateful to my practitioner for reminding me today and many times before that man is the expression of God in personal sense has no part in that expression. He reminded me that I'm a representative of God good, not a mortal mind. I am governed by principle and not self-will and chaos. All summer long, I worked on building an outdoor kitchen with a fireplace. Also, my pottery shop business is growing and kept me very busy. Things just came at me so fast, and I was handling it all like a madman, running around telling myself, I got this. All along, I was exhausting myself. What I was not doing was being open about my father's business. Earlier in the year, I was asked to do a painting for the church magazine, Love is a Liberator. All summer long, when I would think about doing it, I would come up with a hundred excuses for why I could not. The feeling of falling away from God in this work was very distressing, both physically and mentally. I thought I was working to get myself back on track, but everything seemed so overwhelming. I thought if I could just get everything done, I would have time to work on the painting. I had things to do for God in this church, but I was not making it a priority. After talking with my practitioner today, I felt a sense of recommitment to this work, and even though this is the busiest time of year in the pottery shop, I left everything on the table, closed the door, and began a painting for the first time in almost two years. It felt so good to be back in the studio again. But it feels even better to be learning this lesson. I'm so grateful for this work 
and for my practitioners, inspiring words of motivation and purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. A preacher who promotes positive thinking gave an illustration. A woman was losing hair until there were only three hairs left. She cheerily braided her hair. The next day there were two hairs left, so she put her hair into pigtails. The following day there was only one hair left, so she made a ponytail. The day after there were no hairs left. And she thought, well, now I don't have to worry about styling my hair today. That story may seem sadly humorous, but if one is facing hair loss, it's not at all amusing. I appreciate that the preachers had such Christian dedication and she encouraged the human mind to think positively when facing adversity, but with little mention of healing. In Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy teaches us that we must always put God in the treatment. God is all life, reality. We start and finish with the divine mind, not the human mind. From 2008 to 2016, I was a hands-on co-owner of 36 apartments in Victorian buildings in a tough downtown area of a city. My business partner and I both had hair loss. The Bible says our hairs are all numbered by the Father. I had to lose a sense of loss and gain a sense of God's unchanging good, and our hair returned. There were many challenges. For example, I once had to deal with tarantulas during an eviction, but there was always a solution. Whenever I got myself quiet and prayed, Another time, I was trying to collect greatly overdue rent. A drunken, large man chased me down the stairs, burying his fist, screaming that he would pound me to dust. Impossible, I thought. I am made of spirit. As highlighted in Sunday's round table, put that idea of a dust man into the dustbin. I begged a tenant on the floor below as I was running past. Christina, please let me in. No way. You haven't given me 24 hours notice. Please, Christina, I have helped you so many times. In the name of God, let me in. She allowed me to enter and escape down the fire escape. When there were thefts, knowing that principle is caused, the items were returned. One building had so many wealth incidents that the police warned that they would shut the building down if there was even one more complaint from neighbors. Peace, be still. The building settled down. Being many times in landlord's tenant court provided an opportunity to know that truth and principle are the rulers. In Genesis it says, Shall not the judge of the whole earth do right? We won every case. But it was so time-consuming that I left that situation because I wanted to study Christian science more deeply. And that desire led me to our wonderful Plainfield Church, which teaches God's science of healing and casting out errors. Thank God for Jesus 
and Mary Baker's and his example, and for all his prophets, and for Canfield. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Thank you so much for this wonderful prayer gathering. Always such a big blessing. Thank you all for working so much for everyone. I would like to express my gratitude for all of divine mind's guidance and all of divine love's protection and um, love all the time. I know it's for everyone, uh, human and non-humans everywhere. Um, I I had to go to a place about an hour ago uh, to help a houseless person uh, get something done. And as I am in that place an hour from here, he mentioned that the day before he had um, missed a court date that he had for a ticket. And I know it is very, very uh, bad to miss a court date uh, for them especially, and of course for anyone. But I right away asked him, well, where were you supposed to go or what? And it just happened to be in that same city that we were. I didn't know anything about this. He just told me this at that moment when we were there. So I said, well, this has got to take priority over the other thing, which was something he needed for his RV. And I said, let's go right now to the court. And at least you can say, you know, yesterday I missed this. I was so grateful to that divine mind was leading us to something I didn't even know. And we went to court and he found this beautiful person that helped him and said, listen, don't worry. If you come tomorrow at eight in the morning, I will fix everything and you will have a court date. And because it's very soon, you know, you, you might just be okay. And uh, then we went the next day, and everything was so harmoniously beautiful. They even uh, got its uh, amount to three fifty to twenty five dollars, which was a great help for him. And at the court, they uh, said that they will give him ninety days to pay that. I mean, it is so amazing how divine love helps all the time. I mean, just so wonderful. And I, as like, like I said, I know it's for everyone and everything in creation. Just so grateful to know that we can count on divine mind direction and divine mind loves protection, no matter what the claim seems to be or how negative it seems to be or bad, it doesn't matter. With God, all things are possible, or, or as it says in science and health, all good is possible to God. And this is always the case, and just so grateful to have all that, even more in this time of this virus. Uh, it's wonderful that we have so many tools, and to... <laughs> 
counteract all these lies of the pandemic. So she's so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lethbridge AB. Lethbridge AB. Go ahead. Hello, good evening. My name is Michaela. I'm from Canada. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. I learned about Christian science for the first time about 20 years ago. At first, it was pretty strange to read the weekly Bible lessons with my spouse, who was introduced to Christian science by a friend. However, it did not took, take long until I found that what I was reading made total sense. Ever since, I did not let loose of this precious gift. Unfortunately, I didn't have much contact to other Christian scientists and often felt as sitting on an island all by myself. No one to talk to about it, no one to learn from. Nevertheless, I kept on reading in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, her other writings and the Bible. Sometimes more, sometimes less. I am most grateful that since Christian science came into my life, I didn't feel the need anymore to consult a medical doctor. All ailments that seem to come my way, like a stiff shoulder over a period of many, many months, back pain, unrhythmic heartbeat, or shingles left. Occasionally, I consulted a practitioner, but mostly I just did hold tight to the truth, didn't let fear take over, but kept calm in knowing the truth will make me free. I didn't experience instantaneous healing. No main thought took the assaults away. But over time of holding on, all these attacks vanished as if they had never existed. Mortal mind did claim that I am just lucky, that I just might have a good physical condition or constitution. But since I heard here at Plainfield, Florence say, all good comes from God. I credit the good that has happened to me fully to God. I am rejoicing in the love of God for me and all mankind. I am thankful to my spouse, this beautiful reflection of God, for having shared the gift of Christian science with me. I am so very grateful to Jesus Christ for his example, to Mary Baker Eddy for her diligence in reintroducing Jesus' teachings and to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent 
and all its members for inspiring me and for populating my virtual island. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Craig. Thank you very much, Florence, for those uplifting readings. God certainly is abundant. He is abundant love in addition to supply, which I felt ever since I got here. Just wanted to gratitude to a practitioner who uh, gave me a, a fever just uh, on Monday. I had uh, been uh, working supporting my home and <clears throat> trying to lift and guide my my son rightly but uh, he was uh, I felt that he wasn't moving along but he was going backwards so I, I, I didn't mean to be upset but I, I'm sure it got to me and I think that's what I, I <clears throat> had a fever was about 101 and so I worked with what I was given I mean before by a practitioner and um, mind regulates the, the condition of bowel, stomach, and food, temperature children and men. And matter does not, from Mary Baker Eighty Science and Health. I was sure that it was going to free me, but nobody else in our house was. So it was me against, and God against uh, to stand with. And I, and I wouldn't take anything. And I said, you're going to see that God is all I need. And so... Um, I went to bed, and I went to bed with Mary Baker Eddy's hymn, you know, <clears throat> 207, O Gentle Presence. I had a sweet sleep. I woke up in the morning, I didn't have a fever, but to be sure, I called a practitioner, and, and she gave me support, and when I measured my t temperature, it was 97.7. So nobody in my home could say anything against me, <laughs> against me or what I was doing. And so I made sure they knew it. <laughs> it was a good feeling. And uh, you know, this church takes care of every little thing, from our big people to the children to any little thing, and, and helps you through it to uh, lift you up and lift them up. I thank God for Mary Bricaretti, who cared enough, loved enough to make sure that truth well, it was God. The truth took care of everything. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I just feel so happy to be here tonight. Um, it's a good place to be. Um, last last week uh, i think the beginning of last week um my son developed um um stomach um problem um they thought it was um the stomach bug or something like that maybe something that he contracted from you know playing with other kids at school he just started day school but i didn't thought it was anything serious and um, i always know that nothing but good will touch all of god's children small 
or big, young, or old. Um, but as the days goes by, um, it starts to get worse. And um, after a couple of days, and we thought it would, it would go away, but it didn't. Then it started to get more of my attention. And um, I feel sorry for him because uh, and then he didn't know what was going on. But at some point, it was um, very aggressive, the error, because uh, it started from, you know, bad movement, then he started having to vomit multiple times. So I tried to help him myself, but it wasn't going the way I wanted. Then I had to call a practitioner. And, um, and the practitioner met him with love. And um, the practitioner told me, that, gave me a statement from Science and Health. This is paraphrasing that I wrote, that mind, mind controls the temperature and bowel movement of children, error does not. And this is absolute truth that I took to heart and um, I worked with it throughout the night. And um, by the morning, in fact, the, the last vomit that he had before I called the practitioner was the last one he had. And he never had another one, so it was completely stopped. And uh, by the next day, he, he started having his energy back and um, we started to encourage him to eat more and drink more. And within a short period of time, um, he was fine. And I'm so grateful for, for, to God, to Mrs. Eddie, for giving all this science that works and is proven to be true. And also very, very grateful to the practitioner who always met us with love and her, and her help. And I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Okay, to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 350. I'm going to read the third verse. We expect a bright tomorrow. All will be well. Faith can sing through days of sorrow. All must be well. While his truth we are applying and upon his love relying, God is every need supplying. All, all is well. Hymn number 350.